Buckle up, excellence junkies, because this podcast is definitely for you. Welcome to Rocket Fuel. Do you wish that you could surround yourself with people that love to kick ass just like you? Well, come to my party, baby, and meet some of the brightest stars in the entrepreneurial galaxy because it is my mission to give these entrepreneurs a platform to declare what they are on this planet to accomplish and to show you why they are rocket fuel. And we're live. Hello, hello, my dear Rocketeers, guys. I have a really awesome episode today because um, have any of you, uh, those of you that are responsible for teams, are you kind of struggling with like the transition away from remote and remote learning? (laughs) Can you tell I have kids from remote working and, you know, seeing this transition of remote into hybrid into trying to get everybody back into the office? It's it's just like a mess. And it seems like we just can't get our work done. Well, today, what we're going to talk about with an amazing productivity expert is that maybe trying to push back to the old way of doing things is not the best way to handle the situation. Let's talk about amping up your team's productivity in a remote and hybrid world with our dear expert, Trisetta Alexander. She is an expert in productivity. Tell us like, what is your background? Why is this your jam? Well, I'm naturally, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. (laughs) Pleasure. Um, But I've always been kind of like an organization productivity junkie just on my own. I'm always looking for a faster, easier, efficient way to do things, but without compromising on the end product, right? The Mm. excellence in the work product. And so it's just kind of been a natural thing. But so in the workplace, I'm always doing that. I have... Over 25 years now of experience working in operations management, um, managing teams, and really setting up systems and processes to ensure that work gets done, but it also gets done consistently and it gets done in the same manner. Right. So yeah. that we don't have all these different, you know, this person does it this way, this person does it that way. Because when you're doing it, when you're not having system or a process for doing things, you end up with different results, varied results. But if you do it the same way all the time, you know what your outcomes are going to be. Yeah, I'm telling you, Trisetta, I personally think systems are sexy. Yes, ma'am, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's so funny because like I know, like when the words come out, like system process productivity that like some people may be like, you know, like, ah, right. Or it may not sound so like jazzy to you, but why I feel it's so sexy is it's freedom from an entrepreneur's perspective. It's definitely freedom. But going back to my like corporate experience, you have folks that execute with excellence. And if you're a leader, you would love to amplify that, right? And so to get away from certain people like, oh, well, if Joe does it, then it'll get done. But if John does it, uh, who knows? Well, you know what? It's kind of not really John's 
fault if you don't have a process that captures Joe's excellence, right? And so everything that you're saying, I mean, I know that your work and expertise naturally goes beyond this topic of remote working, but it's just fascinating. And I think it's also really important for people to appreciate that you inherently are that way. Yeah. Right. And to be able to have that talent where I bet you like, even like little Trisetta, some... Tell me about little Tris. <laughs> I was like puzzle queen, right? I have a process for putting together puzzles, uh-huh. right? So because, and this is a really cool example, because when you on boundaries, right? Because boundaries are important when it comes, especially when it comes to remote working and having hybrid teams, because mm-hmm. the, the lines between work and home life or personal life get very blurred. Mm -hmm. So when I'm putting together a puzzle, even as a kid, I always started with the edges. I pulled the edges out first so that I knew what my boundaries were. And then I filled in the middle from there and just kind of worked on different sections. I did too. I never never realized it. Yeah. And I'm kind of working with my kids on that. And I realized that you know, one kid sees that as like, oh, that's a good process. And the other kid is like, no, that's not how I do it. And so that's interesting. Makes sense. It really helps you to know, all right, well, this piece looks like it might be over here, but if you don't have any concept of where it goes, it, for me, it takes a whole lot longer to actually complete the process because I don't know, I don't have any clue where the puzzle ends, where it begins, how big it is. And because yeah. you're looking at it on the box, you know, you, you don't have any concept of how large that pu- the actual puzzle finished product is going to be based on the picture on the on the box. Um, so it really helps to kind of see the whole scope and get that big bird's eye visionary view. Yeah. So that then you can know how to work within the confines of that structure. Yeah. Yeah. And the value of having somebody that thinks that way on your team is like immense. And what happens is that we don't realize that we're we're missing that until we have somebody that like naturally like you go into a situation. I tell already and you're like like this is yes. how, this is how it can be fixed right um, we? yeah 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 but it's a natural talent and i i mean i guess that's my point because i i think that there are folks that do things and they recognize like oh i i happen to do this thing well and then there are folks that are like this is my jam like i yes. am naturally you cannot break me out of this right so may as well like wield the power of Tresetta. <laughs> And, yeah. and you like use it for your thing. So let's talk about um, the whole like issue, I guess, with remote working, hybrid working. What, what's the situation in like corporate America right now? Like are most companies trying to get pack people back into the office or how are they responding to this transition? Yeah, I read an article recently that I want to say the statistic was around 80% of CEOs really want to bring their people back into the office. And I have my own theories as to why that is in particular. I personally don't believe that it is necessarily because of productivity. I think it's more of an economic thing because what would happen if all these commercial properties were no longer needed? 
Mm. You know, the, the, the commercial property economy might just implode. So I think part of it is that. Um, but I also think that a lot of companies didn't make a plan. When we started shutting down because of COVID, we were like, oh, this is just going to be temporary. It's just a few months. So they didn't really create any changes in the way that they do things. Mm. They just, everyone just kind of went home and we did the, you know, kind of struggled, did the best we can. And now here we are fast forward a year and a half later, and there's still no real insight just yet. And people are realizing, oh, well, first of all, managers, managers of teams are just overwhelmed and burnt out because they never put any systems or structure in place to manage how they did things because they thought it was going to be temporary. And right. now yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, I want to point that out, that it's not a bad thing in the sense that, of course, for in so in so many areas of, of our lives, we were not expecting this to be a year, a year and a half or right. whatever. So so it's just like, oh, we're just dealing with this for a couple of weeks. It's a couple of months. And then and then is it worth like breaking your cycle to actually create processes? Because that's kind of assuming a long term you know, transition and, and nobody's assuming that. So now what happens is, like you said, so 80% of CEOs trying to get people back into the office. And I will say, even from my perspective, I loved the energy of the office. Like I, my heart still really misses that. And so it's, I think it's a matter of figuring out how to regain that energy, like in a different way. It's like, okay, well, maybe on a quarterly basis, we actually do get together and do a retreat. Mm -hmm. So maybe the money I would have spent on, you know, the office rental is is somewhere else. But I mean, I I do find that the value of being able to access talent from all over the world um, is huge. And tell me how, so of the 20% of companies that are kind of embracing the change, I could imagine that they're kind of attracting some talent that that would prefer to stay home. Absolutely. And I think that it's no secret that people have gotten a taste of what this work life can be like. And the entire shutdown, the pause really helped people to see what they had been missing out on. You know, they got more time with their family. They had more time. They weren't stuck in cars commuting for hours on end every week. And, you know, they were able to sit down and eat dinner as a family, um, travel more or, do, you know, do more things, go for walks and exercise because the time that they would have spent commuting, they could now spend spending time on their health or whatever it was. And now they're like, I don't want to go back to the way yeah. things were. Yeah, this is almost this is like how 9-11 changed the way that we live Mm -hmm. in the U.S. COVID is doing the same thing worldwide. Yeah. In order for us to or companies in general to be successful moving forward, they're going to have to integrate some sort of at least hybrid thing in order for them to be able to attract talent because people are not I'm not going back to that. Right, right. I'm not right. Go, I refuse to go back. I would rather take a pay cut and yes. work from someplace where I have the flexibility, the lifestyle that will give me the ability to have the lifestyle that I want. Because lifestyle is not all about the money. Yeah. It's about yeah. the fulfillment that I get out of life. 
Yeah. Want to talk about this more. So for those of you listening, I want to call out to you. If, if you are responsible for a team, you're working in corporate, you're a team leader, you're executive management, even if you're HR, you have the opportunity to kind of influence this. I want you to please perk your ears up. This is really important for us to understand one, what has been driving us and our organization to force people to come back to what was right. And, and to listen to why people would want to stay home and kind of understand. I mean, many of us do now, of course, there are situations where some people don't want to be home. They can't focus. They want, or they want that separation of, you know, work and non-work and, and all of that stuff. And that's fine. And that's why hybrid is really interesting too. But I I'm asking you guys to listen up. We do have an amazing guide and resource that Tresetta put together, and we're going to talk more about it right now. But if you are responsible for a team, if you're struggling with managing a remote team, or you're struggling with getting people back into the office, and one of your reasons may be like, I just felt like we were having way too many Zoom calls, communication, too many emails, like I couldn't even do my own work. But if everybody's just here, it just seems easier, right? Mm -hmm. Then Tresetta actually put together this really, really excellent guide on how to really embrace next generation communication, right? To evolve into this new workplace, because guess what? The talent is going to move to other corporations that are embracing and evolving. So right now, for you Rocketeers that are familiar with how we go, right, we want to inspire you and say, wow, this is something I need to learn about. This is the next thing to do. Text EVOLVE to 411321. If you're in the U.S., it's going to ask you for your email address. Provide your email address if you've never texted a catchword before, right? You're going to receive this PDF. It's called the Next Gen Communication. It's a, it's a guide on, on how you can kind of rethink your communication approach to actually start embracing remote and hybrid working. And you can gain access to other resources that are ultimately going to optimize, you know, your teams and, and activate their peak performance, right? If you're outside of the U.S., I do not forget you because... This is a global, global challenge. Text EVOLVE to plus one nine zero nine seven four one one three two one. That's plus one nine zero nine seven four one one three two one. Remember to provide your email address because that's how we'll be able to email you the goods. All right. So let's talk about some of these tips, but I want to transition to all of the things that you were saying about why people may want to stay home or be able to work from home more often. And I think as managers, we get so stuck on productivity in the team, how it affects me, how da, 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 end results, all that stuff, which is important. But if we just flip to recognizing that if our team is happier, right. if they actually feel like we give two craps about what their, <laughs> their full life is, then their productivity is going to increase. <laughs> Absolutely. So what can we do a little bit differently to make remote or hybrid working better? Well, the number one challenge that I have seen is communication tends to be a challenge. And we feel like because we're remote, it's hard to get everybody together. And we end up on 
Zoom meetings all day and we get Zoomed out. Zoom fatigue is real. I'm sure <laughs> by now everyone has experienced yeah. the, the pitfalls of, you know, Zoom meetings. And I think the reason why we do Zoom meetings is because when we were in the office, if we had a question or needed to have just like a quick powwow, we would just walk around to the other person's office, talk for five or 10 minutes and keep on moving. And so Zoom has become the way that we do that. But Zoom, having Zoom meetings is not the only way to communicate. And if you could take a step back and develop a communication plan so that your employees feel like they're getting the information and the support that they need in order for them to be able to do their jobs, that will also enable you as the manager or team lead to focus on the things that are most important to you and not be constantly having to answer emails and phone calls and Zoom meetings to the point where now you're having to burn them in night oil just to get your key actions or activities done for you to drive the department or your organization. Um, And so building that communication plan is gonna really be the best thing that you can do for yourself as a manager, right? Because you you mentioned, Wanda, how we get a little selfish uh-huh. as managers and how and thinking about how things impact me and don't really think about how things impact necessarily impact the team. Yeah, yeah. And and then the thing is also because we are away from each other, I do find that if you schedule a meeting for something that could be addressed in a different way. I mean, you're spending 15, 20 minutes on something that may have literally been a five minute thing, or you may be delaying productivity because you're like, oh, let's hold on this decision until we get to the meeting where ultimately my question will be answered or whatever. When, so I know for us, there are digital solutions to absolutely walking in to somebody's door and asking a question. What what are some of your favorite tools that you see corporations using? Slack or Teams, depending on, you know, which one. I personally prefer Slack, but that's just me. But it enables you to collaborate and, you know, in real time. Um, It also enables you to kind of turn notifications off. So if you're taking a break or, you know, or just want to shut off for the rest of the day, people can still drop things in there. And you can then, when you're ready, pop in and see what's happening. It's like closing your digital door and then opening it up and like all the things, (laughs) everybody's leaving a sticky on your door. (laughs) Yeah, because there are over 300,000 emails sent every minute. Whoa. Yes, crazy, right? (laughs) And so just think about how, how much now having gone remote, how much more email we're getting because that we feel like that's the form of communication that we need to use. But there's other ways out there. So like Slack, using some sort of instant messaging type thing where you can really quickly get questions answered or even using a video, a phone video chat feature like FaceTime or, you know, some other platform. Yeah, yeah. The um, There's Voxer where Voxer. you can send, yeah, you can send voice notes and, you know, messaging where it comes right. You know, it's almost like a walkie talkie, right? It's a walkie talkie thing or telegram. Like there's all kinds of different tools out there. You just got to find what works. Think about what are the needs of your team? What are the various types of communication that you all have and interaction that you all have and figure out what type of tool, do some research, figure out what kind of tool would work best for the needs of your team. Yeah. And I think that's really important. So this is in our rocket fuel community. Like one of my big mantras is, is that 
leveraging experts is rocket fuel, right? So yeah. in in this case, that's where, you know, some of the things we can kind of look at and say, oh, yeah, you know, I've always wondered about like the messaging platform for Teams or for Slack, like we use Slack, right? But you need to create a system, a sexy system around how to use Slack or else it will overwhelm you, right? Because yes. it's kind of like, so using that digital door situation, it's just like having people come in and talk about different things at any moment. It's like crazy. And we use like labeling threads. So I know it's like, oh, if it's this conversation, think of the digital door. Like if your door is closed and then you open it, do you want a whole bunch of stickies on your door? Or would it be nice to say, hey, if it's about this topic, can you put your thing here or here or here? And if, and you have like quadrants, right? So I'm nerding out here, but just That's to try- okay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but to try and help people understand what the technology could do for them. In fact, it could be even better than what we've used traditionally, right? Think traditionally, we don't have a sticky system where we put on the door and say, hey, if it's about this. And But when you have an expert come in, you get to kind of look at the entire just list of problems and challenges. And I'm imagining you probably talk to the manager as well as the team to figure out where everybody's kind of having <laughs> oh, ab issues. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's really important to get the perspective of the entire team to find out because everyone has their own role and they have their own challenges. And I don't think we as managers do a great job of kind of explaining the why we do things a certain way sometimes. And as a result, there we have people on our team who are like, I can't, why are we doing this this way? This is so stupid. It doesn't make sense. And they don't realize because they're so in their own zone, they don't realize all the different ins and outs that go along with that particular process. And then sometimes it's the reverse. We as managers make decisions, but because we're not in it, we don't know necessarily all the nuances and how we're actually, we're thinking we're making something easier and less work for someone else. And in fact, we're doing the opposite. And so it's really important right. to sit down and think about, look at who does what, what type of things are bottlenecking work, right? So where's, where's the places where things get held up Yeah, and look at putting some sort of processes and Tears, if you need to, okay, let's say if it's a financial decision, all right, if it's under X amount of money, then you can just go ahead and take care of it. Mm -hmm. um, if it's this range of money, then these people need to take a look at it. If it's this amount, of, if it's over this amount, then it needs to go here, right? So really relieving some of that pressure. And then what happens if those people, you only have one person that can approve something, Mm -hmm. And that person is not around or is on vacation where then what happens? Yeah. Yeah. You know, really taking a look at those things and making sure that you are putting those systems and processes in place to help your team be more efficient and help you have more time. Yeah. Yep. 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 Focus on I, what's more important. Because I had a, a previous guest say, you can't assume, like, don't assume that your team members are coming in to work saying, yeah, I'm going to be a slacker today or yeah, I'm going to, yeah. you know, mess it up. No, like everybody wants to do the best that they possibly can. And for those who don't, then that's a whole different situation. But I think it's fair to assume that everybody wants to do the best they can. They would like their work experience to be as 
frictionless as possible, right? Like yes. do the work, but not have to be like, oh, if I only could get a hold of so-and-so or, or whatever. And so it's difficult as a manager. It's very, very difficult to openly ask those questions to your team and have them give you real answers. I yeah, feel like ego. Yeah. It's yeah. Ego gets in the way. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to receive it. Sometimes, sometimes people don't want to share it because <laughs> they, they're not sure how it's going to be. received. I mean, I actually remember long ago when I was in the corporate world where I was genuinely sharing feedback and it bit me in the beep. Um, <laughs> and I had no idea. Like I literally, I got upset because I was like, I just thought I was doing the right thing by just openly sharing. And unfortunately, it wasn't accepted the way I, th right. I thought it was. Right. But I have always found that when you have a third party come in to evaluate, everybody kind of feels comfortable, like complaining or suggesting, right. Maybe suggestions that your team actually has <laughs> that they haven't been sharing. I love it. So what attracted you to all of a sudden, like start focusing on this? Cause I know obviously productivity in general is important to you, but I'm assuming just this has been percolating as a pretty common challenge. Yeah, I, I think part of it is because of my own experience. I transitioned into my business full time in the middle of the pandemic. So mm -hmm. in December of last year, and I was an assistant director for a college of medicine and the tools that were put in place uh -huh. to monitor our work during this remote period were, they were just asinine. Let's just be mm. real. They were just asinine. It took so much time because we were required to log our, now listen, I'm the assistant director mm. of outreach mm. and I had to log my hours and my, you know, when I would take breaks and things like that, I had to log all of that. I had to log the work that I did each day. These are the different things that I accomplished. And I had to do this every single day. And this wasn't what you did when you were in the office. No. So it's interesting because it was something like the anxiety of management and saying, oh, my gosh, how do I know if people are doing work or whatever? I'm going to just. And then they blame. Oh, look, remote working, people working effectively. Whatever. Well, I'm taking down an hour a day to do this thing. And it's very interesting. So you saw that and you're like, oh, no, there's better way. Yes. And I think it's spot on. So ultimately you wind up saying this isn't. This no, because I'm like, I can't live like this. This is not, this is not something that, and all of the people, now I can't speak for everyone within the organization, but at least within my department, all of us were, prof were professionals, you know? So we're not talking about like your hourly employees mm -hmm. kind of thing. We're all professionals. And if like, it came down to, do you trust that? Like, why did you hire me? Like, if you don't right. trust me to do my job, if you don't trust me to do the work, because you would be able to tell if you're not getting, if you're not getting the documentation, if you're not getting all the, all the different things that I, you would normally get, then you would know that I'm not doing my job. And um, that really bothered me. And then what was really the kicker, mm -hmm. um, we were in a team, in a staff meeting and the associate dean for my mm -hmm. department said he doesn't even look at them. Ah! <laughs> oh, God. Crush. Wow. And I'm wow. like, mm. so this is interesting because 
your natural like productivity mind, right? Must have been like, this was like kryptonite for you. It's like, ah, I, can't, I can't even deal. But to be able to take that experience, I think is really important and flip it around because it's important to think of the perspective and the experience of your team members, as well as the perspective experience of the manager and put it all together because it's actually a different picture than either of you are looking at. And wow, this is interesting. Well, I do hope for those, those, you know, corporate executive team managers that are are struggling with this right now. I, I do hope that they connect with you. I'm going to share your name once again, Trisetta Alexander, and your handle on both Instagram and Facebook are at Profitable Productivity, right? So at sign Profitable Productivity. But what's even more valuable, absolutely, find Trisetta, have a discussion But if you actually text for this guide, one, you're going to have something to look at and start thinking of immediately, right? That is my goal. Like when I inspire the right people, I don't want you to be like, "Eh, I should really do that. No, we're rocket fuel. (laughs) All right. So text EVOLVE to 411321, right? Provide your email address when it when it requests it. If it doesn't ask, it's because you've texted a catchword before. Cool. It should be in your email instantly, right? You're going to get this next gen communication guide. It's going to allow you, it's going to give you these tips on just how you can start looking at what you're doing today and start making the tweaks. But what I love is Tricetta, you also gave people the opportunity to connect with you, get on your calendar, right? So they could start start some of these things, like try it out. <laughs> yeah. Take half an hour say, all right, this week we're going to make some tweaks, but then talk to Trisetta about it and say, Hey, I tried this. I tried that. And I now need to create a bigger plan because this is about retaining good talent. Absolutely. All right. I mean, it's, it, we're in a changing world. And honestly, I think if we let go, it was difficult for me to let go of the concept of having everybody in a, an office again. Now I know that I will still have an office, but it's going to look different. And I have to wait to see how we're connecting. You know, it's probably going to be more about like team rooms and opportunities for clients to come in and stuff like that. And, and still creating all those opportunities where we get to connect with each other in person but I love my team and they're all over the place. There's no way they're moving to Massachusetts, right? So yeah, we have to get there. What would you say to that manager that is just kind of feeling that anxiety about even potentially embracing this? First of all, this is, it's the future of work, right? And if you can get, be, be the innovator, the businesses, the companies and organizations that embrace remote working and hybrid teams are going to have an edge in whatever the industry is that they're that they're a part of. Yeah. Because like you mentioned on the offset, you're going to be able to attract top talent from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. No yep. more are you limited to the pool of applicants in your city or surrounding areas. Now you open up the world to um, be able to work for your organization and grab that the best of the best from anywhere in the world. Yes. Imagine that. Well, guess what? 
it's available to you now if you just evolve, right? Oh, excellent. So evolve, text evolve to 41321 if you are in the U.S. And remember, if you're outside of the U.S., you can still text evolve, but to the phone number plus one nine zero nine seven four one one three two one. This will all be in the show notes. I definitely invite you guys to do it now if you are managing a team, especially if you're experiencing any sort of friction around it, because it's not about making it workable. It's actually about embracing it and optimizing it because there's a lot of power. There's a lot of positivity around this next generation work environment. And I know it's hard to shake away from, from the old, but it's about results, right? Your, your focus on productivity is ultimately about results. Right. See, you know, seize the opportunity. I like to, um, instead of focusing on things and saying like, oh, it's a problem. This is a problem we have. No, this is a challenge, right? It's, it's an opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity for me to do something different and to stretch and to um, move outside of my comfort zone and try something different. And will it work all the time? Absolutely not. Some things will fail, Yeah. but you just reiterate and you keep on going until you find what works. Exactly. It's a process. Trisetta, you are obviously rocket fuel for 80% of these organizations that are struggling with trying to keep people in that traditional route. And so I thank you so much for, for sharing your brilliance on rocket fuel. And I hope that my rocketeers that are in that management role and they have the opportunity to evolve and embrace this, that they do. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You have a great one. And you Rocketeers, I hope that you have a rockin' day. Bye now. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Look, every one of our episodes is boosted by a value-packed keyword called a catchword. Yeah. This allows our audiences to text to receive even more value from our guests. So take advantage of that great value. And if you share your expertise by guesting on podcasts or TV or speaking in front of live or digital audiences, then you're leaving anonymous fans behind. So go get a catchword at catchwords.com, K-E-T-C-H words.com and use podcast 20 as a promo code for 20% off your setup fee. Look, make sure to rate review and subscribe to rocket fuel podcast so you never miss your jolt of rocket fuel until next time adios